don't need to do a fucking introduction. You know what fucking day it is. Get ready for some spicy, spicy takes. Let's talk some Knicks without a knack. It's no secret. fucking shit here we are back again more unqualified unadulterated and incredibly unsatisfying rants on your new york knickerbockers i am your host ryan quigley you are listening to without an act podcast we waited so long we waited so fucking long i remember i did this imaginary podcast it's still imaginary i know on draft day, on a whim, people said, oh, you know, you like the Knicks. You should do a podcast. Ugh, here we are. Back again. Same old shit, but it's a big day. It's a day that fucking counts. The Knicks are playing basketball tonight. I hope if you're listening to this as soon as it drops, I hope you're having a great fucking morning. Because I know for a fact I'm going to be a wreck. I know I'm going to be a disaster all fucking day. I'm going to be sitting there at my desk, working. Sweating my balls off because they just turned the heat on my in, in my apartment for no reason. They're doing construction on my building. I have men looking in my, my, my window, you know, sawing away at the brick of my building. Billow, you know, dust billowing against my uh, against my shit. People looking in on me as I, as I shower. My life has been a mess. But I will tell you this one thing. Every time I began to feel some... Some semblance of sorrow creeping into my spirit. I would look down at my calendar. I don't have a calendar. I would open up my phone. And I would say, how long until I get to watch some meaningful New York Knick basketball? And the day has come. Happy Knicks Day, everyone. And this isn't just, there, this is no regular Knicks day. We have not had, I'm going to turn the volume up a little bit. We have not had a Knicks opening tip off day like this in quite some fucking time, guys. You might say, you might, you, you, you might be, your, your eyes might, you know, they might be golden. You might be bright eyed and bushy tailed, remembering the glory that was last season. Holy shit. We're a four seed. Home field in the playoffs. The Knicks are back. We here. Go New York. Go. Our over-under was 27 games. It was 22. 22 games. 22 and a half. 27 and a half. Who cares what the number was? We were supposed to suck balls. You have to remember that. This is the first time. We are project. Our over-under. I want to get the exact number. Our over-under. Is 41.5. This season. <laughs> you talk about a number like that. If we were having this conversation last year. At this time. It was man. Okay. So how long. How, how many years for Kevin Knox to develop. Before we're able to win 40 something games. But nah man. We're putting the fucking turkey to the sandwich. Pedal to the metal. Let's fucking go. This shit matters. We have a real team. We have a real coach. Real expectations. A real star. A real rising star. Legit talent and depth. 
And it fucking means something. So we got to go out and do it. But before we go out and do it, we got to make some, we got, we got to make some predictions. We got to have some spicy takes. We got to, we got to, we got to, you know, we got to, we got to have something to play back come the end of the year. We got to have that. Yes, I could sit here and break down the preseason victory, the buzzer beater uh, uh, against Washington and what have you, as Bradley Beal was spitting all over everybody at MSG. We could do that. But you saw that already and it didn't matter and it was cool and you know why it was cool. We'll talk about the five-out offense. We'll talk about the Julius Randle and, and, and the OB at the small ball, small ball four or five. We'll talk about that. But we got to go through and we got to make our spicy takes. I have five spicy takes for you. Varying levels of spice. Some mild. Some buffalo. And some, some very spicy. So we'll go through all that, and then afterwards we'll sort of just we'll, – we'll, we'll comb through – we'll comb through, you know, the last remaining bits of Knicks news that I, I've yet to cover. And, you know, maybe we'll do a little bit of the drama depending on how much time we have. But again, I just want to get through. I want to say my piece, have all my little thoughts, some negative, some positive, some very negative, some wildly positive. We'll get through them all. And then we will send, we will, we will, we will part ways. And the next time we meet, we will be in the middle of a New York Knicks season. So I'm very happy to have you here again. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, be sure to b- press all buttons provided to you. You know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star so far. Maybe write a comment, a review, share it with some friends on Spotify. Give us a follow uh, on Twitter, Instagram. I might make a YouTube eventually, but again, it's all too. It's all. Uh, it's it, it's evidently hard work. This, and uh, I don't feel like doing it right now. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I would appreciate any sort of support that you might be able to throw my way. But let's get right into it with our first. Spicy, spicy take. Okay? So it has to do with the roster. We'll go over the complete roster at the end, but nobody cares about that. It's very difficult when you look up and down the roster to see, okay, how are they going to improve? Are they going to be able to make a trade? Are they going to be able to make a free agent sign? Where is the weak spot in the Knicks, you know, 10-man rotation? Because we all know Tibbs runs 10-man, 10-man, that's it. Period, stop. There's no 11th man. There's an 11th man if someone's hurt, right? And he's going to play four minutes. <laughs> so we all know that. So we have to look at the top 10 men and say, okay, provided health, provided everybody's healthy, where is the hole? So let's go through the starting five quick. We have Kemba, Fournier, RJ, Randall, Mitch. Provided health, it's very. it doesn't really make sense to do upgrades. We're not talking to Damian Lillard right now. I don't think that's happening this year. We can talk more about, I don't think we're trading for the star. It's very difficult to imagine a player that's going to become available that we can trade for uh, that is going to replace one of those people. Okay, so we're going to call that what it is right now, right? Can we all agree? Uh, uh, You might disagree. If you disagree, send me an email without an ACPOD at gmail.com and we'll discuss it. But for the time being, let's agree that, that that's going to be pretty difficult to upgrade, right? So let's go to the second to the second starting five. Starting at the point, Derrick Rose. We're not trading Derrick Rose. I think we can all agree with that. We're not trading Derrick Rose. Two, IQ. We are not trading IQ. Unless it's for Damian Lillard. We've already agreed that that doesn't happen. 
at the three, Alec Burks. Ah, uh, I mean, okay, maybe. But are we really going to find a backup three that is an upgrade from Alec Burks? Let me know. Let me know who that person is that we are going to upgrade from Alec Burks. I couldn't find him. That's going to be willing to come off the bench that we're going to be able to acquire for a reasonable price that's going to make sense. You let me know when you find the player that we are going to be able to salary match for that is going to be willing to come off the bench and not just be not just come off the bench, be the second, probably third option in the second unit. That can do ball handling and shoot and all that jazz that Alec Burke does. You find me that upgrade because I can't find him. So let's agree for now that it's not going to be Alec Burks. Okay, let's go to the four. Obi Toppin. Maybe, but are you willing to give up on Obi yet? Do you really want to trade Obi for... I don't know. I, I Again, I don't even know what, what power forward is going to become available that's going to make sense. I don't know. And if, if he does, are you really, are you really, you really, you're going to give up on Obi that quick? I'm not. I'm not ready to. He's looked too good so far. Obi looks real good in the preseason. He looks like a totally different player. And that's only after one year. Let's give him another season and see how he looks at the end of the year. So let's agree it's not going to be Obi. And then we get to the five. Elite rim protection. My guy, Nerlens Noel. We just signed him to a very nice deal that I like a lot. He done a, he's done a great job filling in with people. He's already hurt. He's already got the, They keep calling it a knee, but in a, in a press conference, he said it's a hammy. We all know that hammies linger. But again, let's provide health. Let's assume health. Nerlens Noel is excellent on defense. He provides elite rim protection. Last year, he was top three in the league in blocks. But we've seen him on offense. And when you... A lot of people have never heard this phrase. So type it in on Google if you must. Bananas for hands. Bananas. Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. For F-O-R. Hands. Bananas for hands. If you type that into Google, a picture of Nerlens Noel will pop up. I'm not kidding you. He, he cannot catch a ball sometimes for whatever reason. He is incredibly limited on offense. Uh, it, it, we all know why. If, if Nerlens Noel is on your roster and he is out on your floor for your, ba- your team's basketball game, he is there for one reason and one reason only. That is to block shots and pull down rebounds when he can. And when he can, he passes it immediately and gets back. That's it. That is all Nerlens Noel does. He does it very well. Don't get me wrong. And he's claiming to have this, this, this corner three shot that he's willing to take. And we've seen him do that little uh, from the side, uh, that, that little 10-foot jumper. If he's wide, wide open, we've seen him do that. Uh, all, all, all that's well and good. But to me, after the the threshold is some point in December, we are allowed to trade players. And I think Nerlens Noel is not only the place where we could use an upgrade, it's a salary that makes a lot of sense to trade, a lot of sense to trade with, oh, I don't know, maybe the former lottery pick who's fallen out of our rotation that we still have on our roster for whatever reason, 
the man who is an excellent shooter but cannot defend, at least not under Tom Thibodeau, Kevin Knox. And I don't know if you guys play a lot on NBA Trade Machine, but it turns out if you put Nerlens Noel and Kevin Knox into the trade machine, one of the names that comes back damn near perfectly is a man named Miles Turner, uh, who I've spoken about before. And it hasn't made sense to do uh, just yet, and it, it, it can't happen right now. It needs to. We need to wait for that threshold. Nerlens Noel cannot be traded yet. But once that day comes where Nerlens Noel can be traded someday this season, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes a lot, a lot of sense. We saw in that last preseason game, Tibbs, Tibbs out of desperation, it was not his choice. He did not want to do it, but he did it. He put... Julius Randle and Obi Toppin out there. And by God, if we didn't have a five-out offense. And by God, if we didn't turn around and win the fucking game. Quentin Grimes, bro, he 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 slayed. He he did Quentin Grimes looked fantastic. But we're not talking about that right now. It'd be wild if he snuck into the rotation somehow. I don't know how he's gonna do it, but it'd be nice. He's 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 a capable player. But the one thing Tibbs said, he said, I liked it a lot. I think we could do it better. I liked that Quentin was out there and it gave us another wing defender. But you could just see it in his eyes. He was like, I, I still don't like not having rim protection. I still hate it. <laughs> I st- it still makes me very uncomfortable when my two big guys down low are Randall and Obi, and neither of them are natural Shot blocker. Oh, by the way, in I believe per 36, Ovi is averaging about two blocks per 36, which would be fucking huge if he became a really good shot blocker, by the way. But we're not talking about that right now. We're not talking about it. Now, I know what you're saying. Okay, so the Knicks acquire Miles Turner. First of all, the paces are good. I know. But how fucking good are they? How fucking good are they? They've been there have been plenty of fucking rumors about Miles Turner getting traded. Whether it be to Charlotte or OKC, or there have been plenty of, or to Golden State, there have been plenty of fucking rumors about Miles Turner getting traded. Why? Because they don't know if he can exist with Sabonis. They don't know if those two can coexist. And it's very obvious that they're choosing to Sabonis if they have to. If push comes to shove, they're picking Sabonis over U Turner. That's one. Two, they have Golga Bitaze off the bench, who is looking very good, and Miles Turner is going to get more expensive. And uh, it looks like the Pacers, they, I mean, they just paid Brogdon. They're going to have to pay Levert eventually. They're going to they're gonna have to pay people. Probably going to have to pay TJ Warren a little bit eventually. I don't know. I haven't looked at the, the, the Pacers situation. But they, A, might not be that good. They're going to be solid. But they might not be that good. Especially in a crowded East. They're fucking police. Could you guys hear the police officers? Could you guys hear the sirens? If not, don't worry about it. But there's sirens going down my street somehow. So they might be looking to get get rid of 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 Miles Turner. Now, would it be for Nerlens Noel and Kevin Knox? You know, there might be a three team trade where you send one or more of those guys to OKC. So say OKC. Uh, say OKC. You know, or, or you know, to fuck OKC. Let's say you go to Houston. And maybe they fuck around and get Christian Wood, and we get Miles Turner. Who the fuck knows? 
Who the fuck knows? Maybe that works. Or maybe we get Christian Wood. Christian Wood is another guy who uh, – let's let's uh, Miles Turner is my guy, but Christian Wood could theoretically work. Not only is Miles Turner – did Miles Turner lead the league in blocks with 3.4 per game last year? He averaged 12.6 points, and on 4.4 three-point attempts, he shot 33% from three. This is Miles Turner. That's not great. But in, as, as recently as 2018-19, he shot 38% from three on 2.6 attempts. So he's probably shooting a bit too much. Uh, but who the fuck knows? Maybe he'll come out and he'll, he'll, he'll shoot from 40. And by the way, he's from Dallas and he works out with Julius Randle all the time. So it would make a lot of sense. So if we did do a move like that, what I would reckon would probably happen is Mitch would go to the second unit and Miles Turner would step into the, the starting rotation. Um, and you know, it would be flexible or maybe they don't do that. I don't know, but that's my spicy take. Number one, I think the Knicks finally cut, uh, they cut their losses with Knox. They look to upgrade a Noel and they trade for a guy like Miles Turner, maybe Christian would, if you twist my arm, but I think Tibbs would really appreciate the elite shot, shot blocking that Miles Turner brings and also the ability to shoot the three because Tibbs is now in love with threes. Uh... Or maybe he just goes with Taj. Taj is now a three-point shooter, guys. <laughs> Taj is just an elite three-point shooter. Uh, he, he, oh, man, love Taj Gibson. But anyway, that's spicy take number one. Uh, let's go. Let's go for a slightly. Let's go for a more negative, spicy take, shall we? So we don't have Alfred Payton anymore, right? We don't have him, and that's very sad. I miss him. I hope you guys miss him too. Apparently he's the next coming. You ask, you ask Mark Jackson. You ask, you ask Tommy D on Twitter. Uh, Alfred Payton is the reason we won games last year. He was the fucking guy. Uh, evidently, I'm not very smart because I disagree with that sentiment. But bottom line, he's now with Phoenix, and apparently he's the second coming of John Stockton. Uh, so that's great. That's great for them. I'm very happy for uh, all parties involved. Uh, but now that Alfred Payton is gone. We as a fan base, I don't know if you guys realize this, you Nick fans, we need, we don't just, it doesn't just happen, it doesn't just happen, we need a player on our, not just on our roster, by, by the way, we need a player in our rotation to actively despise. We require that. If you are a Knicks fan, it is an absolute requirement. It is on you. It, it, it's not a preferred qualification. It is a requirement that you hate someone in our 10-man rotation, right? You can go back. Alfred Payton, uh, 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 Tim Hardaway Jr., I despised. Uh, there, you, you can go back in time, roster to roster. There's always going to be a guy that you think is just the scum of the earth, right? So – who is that guy going to be? My guess is Evan Fournier. I think that, that this is officially spicy take number two. I think Evan Fournier becomes the the the, the most hated Nick uh, in the game. Alec Burks, if he hits a a, a a cold streak, could could be the guy. But I think Evan Fournier makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons, and I'll tell you why. It's going to be a big deal for either the Knicks or him to make this adjustment. This is not going to be an easy thing for Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is going to bring a lot of shit to our offense in theory. He had a, yes, he had a mad preseason and no, that's not, 
this is not a reaction to that. Uh, it's not. It's not the only reason. It's just I think we're going to hate somebody, and I think it makes sense for it to be him. Fournier is a shooter. He's not just. He's not just a shooter. He's a scorer, and for most of his career in Orlando, he was the first or second option. More often than not, he was the second option. If he wasn't the second option, he was certainly the third, right? Um, and then when he, he went to Boston, his shooting went up. He, he, he looked really good, and he was still sort of the third, fourth option, and that's what he's going to be here. When you have Kemba Walker, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, those are going to be your top three options more often than not. Mitch, in this dribble, in this in this driving version of the Knicks, where it's you know pick and roll, so on and so forth, Mitch is going to handle a lot of point. There are going to be a lot of dunks around the rim, but Mitch is going to get a lot of shots. So I just want to show you. Let's. I, I got I got Fournier's numbers right here. Field goal attempts. Last year, he averaged... Last year with Orlando, he averaged 14.2. When he got to Boston, he averaged 10.8 shots a game, right? In preseason, this preseason, four games, only four games. I know he wasn't shooting too great. Fournier has only gotten 7.8 shots a game. That's a significant cut in shots. He hasn't gotten eight shots a game, right? And that's with injuries, right? So that's not at full strength. I mean, the starting the starting lineup was pretty was pre, you know pretty good. But guys who got more shots were Randall, RJ, Derrick Rose, Kemba, Obi took more shots. But he did have that game where Randall was out. I know Burks got more shots. Mitch in the one game he played got eight shots, which is more than Evan Fournier. What Fournier averaged the last time. So if so, imagine this is the precursor. Imagine Evan Fournier ad, averages seven point eight shots a game. That would be the lowest since he's only averaged lower twice in his in his career. In twenty thirteen fourteen, his second year in the league, he averaged seven point two shots a game. Ever since, he's averaged at least ten a game. In fourteen fifteen, he averaged nine point nine. But 13, 14 shots a game. So you're, you're taking away half this dude's shots, right? And to boot, he's getting paid $17, $18 million a year. And he's already kind of shooting meh. I think that's going to be our guy. It's not, he's not going to be an easy guy to, to incorporate, but I hope I'm wrong. I'm ho- I hope I'm wrong, but I think Fournier is going to be the guy that we hate, that we are, that, that we are not going to be able to get rid of. I don't think we're allowed to trade him because it's a, it, it might be a four-year deal. We might be able to trade him. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to trade him this year. Uh, but yeah, I think he's going to be the hated guy. That's spicy take number two. Uh, let's go to spicy take number three. A little bit of positivity. Um, I don't know if this is positivity or not, actually. I'm sorry. I know I'm negative. But let, let's, let, let's get to it. I think Kemba Walker is only a starter by Webster Dictionary terms. What do I mean by that? 
I don't think Kemba Walker will finish that many games. I think the majority, I mean, every, I think every now and then Kemba will have the hot hand and he'll be going crazy and he'll finish the game. But I think more often than not, Derrick Rose will finish games and I think he's going to average more minutes than Kemba Walker. Um, not, I'm, I'm assuming 100% health for both parties, but I think Derrick Rose is going to get more minutes and I think Derrick Rose is going to be the guy. This one isn't that spicy. I don't think, depending on who you're talking to, but I think D-Rose is really the guy, but it's just nice to have him come off the bench and sort of set the tone with those young guys. Um, Kemba's looked shaky on defense, man. Remember when I remember that press conference I talked about a few weeks ago when when Kemba was, uh, they asked Kemba how it's going to be, and he said, I know there's going to be a lot of closeouts, ha, ha, ha. Uh, he hasn't really been closing out that hard. He hasn't. So, and I don't think Tibbs likes it. I mean, Tibbs, Tibbs, Kemba makes up for it, man. Uh, He takes charges. Kemba's, Kemba's fantastic. Everybody loves Kemba. I just think D-Rose is going to be the guy that shuts shit down, shuts shit down toward the end of the game. Um, Yeah, D-Rose is going to be the the guy who shuts shit down towards the end of the game. He's going to play better team defense and he's an extension of Tibbs uh, on the floor. Um, And, you know, I think Kemba came out and said that he wants to play uh, every single game, which is interesting. And and, uh, he said, I'm going to do whatever the thing, but my preference is to play. But D Rose has always said that he prefers playing every single day. He say he keeps, he keeps saying he wants to catch his rhythm, catch his rhythm, play every day, go out there. And you know, uh, that's good because Tibbs is a fucking lunatic playing, (laughs) playing guys 30, 30, 35 minutes a game uh, in fucking preseason. But you know, Hey man, Tip said everything matters. Everything matters. It, it, my way doesn't work for everyone, but I, I I know I know how to be me, and that's all Tibbs all Tibbs can do, right? So yeah, Kemba is our quote unquote starter, but Derrick Rose is our finisher, and that's the important bit. Uh, what do we got? That's one, two. That's three spicy, spicy takes. Uh, we got two more guys, and they're both positive. Okay. I want this one's this one might be the spiciest. This one might be the spiciest. Okay? You ready? Julius Randle starts the All-Star game. Julius Randle is an All-Star game starter this year. Put it there. How do you like them apples? Beef in the comments. What the fuck do you have to say about that? Julius Randle starter for the All-Star game. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be a vote thing. I think the Knicks are going to be a very good team. I think New York is going to be back and alive. I think they're going to make a huge fucking deal about it. And I think a crazy amount of people are going to vote for Julius Randle because he's going to be the guy on a winning New York Knicks team. I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be like this. Uh, I, I think people are going to. I mean, well, I mean, the rest of the world might like the Brooklyn Nets more. But I really think that New York is going to – I mean, I hope they do. I think New York is going to eat this shit up and want Julius Randle to be a starter for the All-Star game. I think it's going to be a legit campaign, and I think it's actually going to fucking happen. <laughs> you know? Like if Aaron Judge – if Aaron Judge is, is a starter for the All-Star game on a on a meh Yankees team, he has good numbers. But just because he's a Yankee, he's able to start in the right field – in right field for the All-Star game – 
why can't fucking Julius Randle do it? That's my logic. I understand there's bigger stars. I understand it's a little spicy. Might not happen. Who the fuck cares? But how about this? I think R.J. Randle will be a reserve for the All-Star team. I don't think he's going to make the initial vote, but I think whoever opts out, whoever gets hurt, so on and so forth, I think R.J. Barrett gets a, gets a nod. I think he does. How about that? Two All-Stars on the Knicks. Boom. How do you like them apples? So, yeah, that's my little light, spicy take. Number four. Last spicy, spicy, spicy take. Isn't that spicy? Knicks are a four seed again. I think it's going to happen. I think it's in the cards. I think I think I think we're going to be back. I think we're going to have a home field advantage. I think a lot of the quote unquote elite teams in the East are going to have a lot of days off. I think they're not going to take every game seriously because they're going to be playing. They're going to be saving bullets for the for the championship that they're not going to make. And I don't want to talk about Brooklyn, but maybe you don't even have all of your stars. <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk about Philly, but maybe you don't even have all of your stars. So on and so forth. These guys rest. If this Julius Randle was diving on the floor up a certain amount in the fucking fourth quarter of a preseason game, are you kidding me? Are you out of your goddamn mind? The answer is yes. They are out of their goddamn mind. They're going to play every single game like it's an elimination game. Will it work? I don't know, but I think it's going to put us in that position. How far we'll go in the playoffs? Time will tell. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to pick playoff. Stuff yet. I'm not ready to do that. We might do that next week. But I think the Knicks are going to be a four seed again. Those are my five spicy, spicy takes. I want to get into some gambling. <laughs> yeah, take that for the soundboard. I'm, t- I'm also tired of people being frauds, you know, and giving half-baked information. So we're going to talk about the Knicks over-under. I have not picked what my over-under is going to be for the Knicks. I haven't, right? But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to find out right now. I know it's 41.5, but I'm going to go through the Knicks schedule rapid fire. I have the clock on me right now. I know we're at about 30 minutes on the podcast. We're approaching 30 minutes at least. And we're going to go through and we're going to pick every single game. We just are. It's going to be stupid and we're going to make a lot of mistakes. We're going to fucking do it. Okay. Rapid fire. It's not going to take more than three minutes. I don't think. Okay. Wednesday versus Boston. That's a win. Boom. First win of the year. Friday versus Orlando. Easy win. Two. Sunday, Orlando. Sweep Orlando. Win. Against Philly. I think we are going to lose. Not getting a win. Uh, Thursday against Chicago. Win. Saturday against New Orleans. Um. Fuck it. Win. Toronto. I think we're going to lose. Boom. I don't know why. Pacers. I think we're going to lose. Pacers, I think they're going to have our number, man. We're not going. We're, we're, they're going to beat us again Monday, November fifteenth. After my birthday, send me a present. At Houston, we're going to win that shit. Boom. Boston. Uh, at Boston, we're going to lose for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah, definitely. Uh, 
Uh, San Antonio, we're going to beat. They stink. Oh, at Dallas at the Garden, you got to win that one January 12th. Uh, at Atlanta, we're going to lose, unfortunately. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to beat Atlanta there. Uh, I don't know if this is interesting or not. I might fast forward it. We are going to lose. I think uh, we're going to win. Dallas, we're going to win. Dallas, we're going to win. We're going to beat Washington. We're going to lose Utah. We're going to beat Atlanta. We're going to beat Charlotte. We're going to beat Detroit. We're going to beat Chicago. Charlotte. Cleveland. We're going to lose to Brooklyn. We're going to win out against Toronto and Washington. That have a, that has us, folks, at 48 wins on the season. Boom! Write it down. Lock it in, folks. Over. Knicks 41.5. 48 wins on the season. That's the without a knack. Podcast prediction: Suck my balls. Get up, cocksuckers. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Knicks. Uh, we are at. So yeah, that's the over under for me. Uh, some other gambling that I want to throw your way <clears throat> before we get into like bullshit drama stuff, uh, you know, and and so on and so forth. Uh, these are just interesting odds. I'm not telling you to gamble. I'm not. These are not professionally uh, professionally gambling uh, thingies. Or whatever, they are odds that I find interesting. I can't bet. I live in New York City. I'm a law-abiding citizen, and I believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Okay, so I cannot do these these devilish acts, right? But were I a heathen like you people, these are intriguing things to me. RJ is plus three thousand for MIP, most improved player. Interesting. That's all I'll say. RJ Barrett plus three thousand, most improved player. Uh, Derek Rose is plus 1,700 for six men of the year. Again, super interesting to me. Can't do anything about it. Mitchell Robinson. This one is, uh, this one, is, I, I'm doing these in things that are in, you know, in order that I think is most likely. I don't think RJ is going to be MIP. Rose very well could be six man, but I don't know. Mitch is plus 4,500 for DPOI. I think that's just some sick value. I don't know if he's going to be DPOI. I don't, I don't know if he's ready yet. But it's just uh, it's an interesting thing if you're if you like the devil and Satan, right? Uh, and this is this is this is this one is interesting. The Knicks are plus three thousand to win the Atlantic Division. Now, to, uh, I, I gotta go back and find it. Yeah, the Atlantic Division. the The Sixers are the Nets and Sixers are disasters right now, and I think we could be better than Boston. I'm not saying we can beat them all in in playoff series, but that seems like crazy value for the Knicks to be the best in the Atlantic division, to have the best record out out, out of those teams. Regular season record? Tom Thibodeau, hello? Again, I will pray for all of you if you act upon any of those. Um, So yeah, just really quick around the league. Uh, You know what? I should probably say the, the the Knicks finally rounded out their roster. Uh, the, the 15th man is Wayne Selden. I, I, I went through our, our, our starting 10 man rotation as it stands right now. Third string point guard is going to be Deuce McBride. Uh, shooting guard is going to be Quentin Grimes. Then you have Kevin Knox, Taj Gibson. Um, and who the fuck am I, who the fuck am I missing? Holy shit. Deuce McBride, Taj, Deuce McBride, Taj Gibson, Kevin Knox, Quentin Grimes. Right? Deuce, Quentin, Knox. Taj, Wayne Selden. Wayne Selden is the final man on 
<laughs> That's why. Yes, Wayne Seldon is the final man on our 15-man roster. Congratulations to him. Apparently, Tibbs has been very impressed with him behind the scenes as a worker, so on and so forth, and bringing intensity to practice. That's great. I, 15-man on the roster, I wanted Theo Pinson. He's unfortunately going to sign with the Boston G League team. He's going to be playing with them. He's not a two-way contract. I would have given Theo Pinson the, the NBA roster. I'm not in charge of the team. But it's fine. I'm sure Wayne Seldon is a fine fella. He's not going to play two minutes this year. Uh, and then our two-way contracts, of course, Jericho Sims got one. And then we picked up a, 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 a fella by the name of Luca Shamanich. It's, it's spelled Samanich, but apparently in, uh, what, in, in Croatia, it's pronounced Shamanich, right? And uh, he is a six foot ten uh, Eastern European. Uh, and when I say Eastern European, it's important that you realize that I'm saying white uh, shooter, stretch four, center type dude uh, who is probably too lanky and probably you know is probably not very good. The Spurs cut him. He was the 19th overall pick in the 2019 draft. Which is kind of crazy that they cut ties with him. I, I don't. I haven't really looked into why the fuck they would do that, especially the Spurs, because who gives it? The Spurs, you should be collecting all the talent you fucking can. But you know, eh, whatever. The Knicks are taking a flyer on him, um, and he's probably going to play a lot of minutes in Westchester, and that's great. You know, if Tibbs can turn him into something, maybe that could be our, our five out offense uh, someday. But again, two way contracts are not something that I'm in the business of caring about uh, when you're a playoff team. So, yeah, Luka Shamanich, welcome to the Big Apple. He tweeted a couple of apples, apple emojis, the other day. So uh, it sounds like he's embracing it. That's great. Uh, so that's the roster shakeout. Uh, Nick's drama, drama. Uh, uh, Julius Randle had another son. Congratulations to him and Kendall and Kaiden, big brother Kaiden. Uh, they, uh, they, they, you know, little, little Jace. Um, so that's good news for the, uh, let's see, what's 21 plus 18, like the 2040, like the, it's great news for the 2040 Knicks, probably. Kaiden will already be on the Knicks for a while and now, now, now we'll have to go and, and draft his brother. So that's great news for the Randall family. Uh, good for them. Uh, Derek Rose got engaged to his longtime girlfriend. They have two kids together. Uh, and the third one from the previous marriage, but they live together. They've been partners for, for quite some time. Finally got engaged. What a fucking rock. If you've seen that Google Derek Rose engaged Google images, you got I, that, that lady's probably walking in circles from the weight on, on her fucking ring. Derek Rose got her there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't let my girlfriend see that. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, and the Knicks brought back miles Powell, Seton hall stud. Uh, I know him from cooking St. John's many, many years uh, in a row back then. They brought him back. He was with the Bucks for a period of time, but now he's going to be back at Westchester. So, that, you know, that's, that, that's, that's good stuff. And we also got uh, uh, fuck Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight wanted to sign with Westchester. So we got some depth. Some shit hits the fan. Uh, you know, we call up these guys who are just fucking dogs. Um, quick around the league. Kyrie Irving did an IG live trying to explain why he's anti-vax or, you know, he said he's not anti-vax, but he's not taking the vax, but he's not anti-vax or pro-vax, but he didn't really say what his beef with it was. He just kept saying that he didn't want to be a pawn and whatever uh, scheme he was, and he just wants to inspire people and not to rush him as he makes his decision. But it seems pretty evident that he's not in a process of making a decision that he's he's made it already. And he kept talking about it. He was acting upon logic, but he never once 
really used logic, right? He never once said, hey, this is true, so this is true. And because this is true, this is – he never once did any of that. So it was kind of lost on me. Again, I'm not going to get into it. I've said my piece about the theories of vaccination. To me, it's just boop, 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 microwave popcorn and just eat it and just pray, hope and pray that the nets fall apart for whatever stupid reason there is. I'm very lucky to be a Knicks fan where they are all vaccinated and it's not something we have to worry about. Other drama in the league is uh, fucking Ben Simmons got tossed out of practice today, now for you yesterday, by Doc Rivers because uh, he, he, he didn't want to participate in a defensive drill. And Doc Rivers said, well, if you don't want to participate, how about you go home? And he said, okay, and he went home. <laughs> so it's great. Uh, and they're, they're going to suspend him for the opener. Uh, they're going to suspend him from the, for the opener against the Nets. And, uh, you know, he's going he's gonna, he's gonna to get fined again. So he showed up to work to collect his money and he got kicked out. So he's not going to get paid. So it's, it's, all, it's all just pretty. It's just delicious. And then over in Sacramento, Marv Bagley, former two overall pick, they informed him that he's fallen out of the rotation. And prior to that, they had requested a trade and the team had refused to trade him because there wasn't really any value and they liked him and they wanted to keep him. And then, of course, they keep him and he's not in the rotation anymore. So the agent, his agent, whoever the fuck his agent is, sent out a, <laughs> some statement talking about how the Sacramento Kings are a disaster organization, how this is a case study of this of their mismanagement all this fucking drama going on in the league and there i am at 410 415 listening to the michael k show as tibbs and his, his, his deep voice talks about you know uh, one day at a time you know just this absolute fucking snooze this absolute snooze fest that is the new york knicks right now what a beauty uh what a beautiful fucking time to be alive knock Knock wood, knock wood. You know, I, I'm sure the Knicks are gonna have a bad loss this year. I'm gonna be like, Knicks are back. <laughs> but for now, man, I'm just so grateful that we were able to lay low uh, and, and not worry about it too much. So to recap, I think the Knicks are gonna trade Knox and Noel for Miles Turner. That's spicy take number one. I think Fournier becomes the most hated Nick. I think Derrick Rose finishes more games than Kemba and averages more minutes. I think Randall starts the all-star team and R.J. Barrett will be a reserve. And I think the Knicks will be a four-seed again. Um, gambling that I liked, R.J. plus 3,000 for MIP, Rose plus 1,700 for six-man, Mitch plus 4,500 for DPOI. The one, if I could impress how much it intrigues me, Knicks plus 3,000 to win the Atlantic Division. Again, we did our over-under, and I have the Knicks winning 48 games this year, which is over the Vegas odds of 41.5. Man. It's still the night before for me. It's still like, it's like 10 PM. I'm still recording this, but you, if you are listening to this on the day of man, uh, I'm happy to go on this journey with you, whoever the fuck you are. If you are my, my cousin or my father or a friend, or you know, a kind of friend, and you don't want to let me know that you're listening to this because you don't want to re- reopen contact with me. It's fine, man. It's totally cool. But I'm excited to go on this journey with you. I like doing this. I know I'm not consistent enough, but I'm going to try and get really good at it. I'm going to try and build a community. I'm going to try and be a part of it. Uh, and more more often than not, I'm going to try and be. I'm going to try and be myself 
but I'm also going to be try. I'm going to try and be a Knicks fan for all Knicks fans, and I'm 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 not going to be very good at it. I'm not going to be good at all. Uh, but every single week, at least I'm going to try. It's probably gonna, it might be every other week. I might give you two podcasts this week, but I can promise you one thing: I will always, always, always talk all the Knicks I possibly can. I cannot promise that I will ever have a knack. I'll see you guys next week. Go New York, go New York, go! It's no secret.